That's it. That was your cue. What was my cue? That right there. You're supposed to say, Masterpiece Audio Theatre Presents. Masterpiece Audio Theatre Presents. That's right. Then you say, Myths from Around the World. Myths from Around the World. Okay, and a stranded in the middle of nowhere podcast. A stranded in the middle of nowhere podcast? Well, where are we? How are we going to get home? I'm going to get scared. Everything will be all right, trust me. Oh, and this is our submission for the Dog Days of Podcasting 2022. The Third Voyage of Sinbad the Sailor Part Two of Two We reached another island. We had gained at length what seemed to us a place of safety, high and dry above the waves and far from the ogre's domain, and there, when night came on, we slept. But only to awaken to fresh terrors, lo! In the act of coiling round us was a serpent of enormous size, its folds contracting and its head ready to strike. At the sight of this, another and myself were more nimble than our companion, for we sprang clear of the serpent's embrace, while he was seized in the huge jaws and slowly swallowed with a horrible cracking of bones. And we mourned our companion, and went thenceforth in fear for ourselves. Dreading to sleep again on the ground, we climbed a high tree, and, binding ourselves each in a safe position with our turbans, we slept fitfully. But alas, God hath given to all serpents wisdom of the evil one. That night, the serpent mounted the tree and seized my companion, proceeding to swallow him while I looked on in helpless fear. Then, in descending the tree, it coiled its vast bulk around the trunk, and I heard my companion's bones crack within its paunch. When morning had come, I descended from the tree, feeling that my safest course was to drown myself in the waves, for where else could I hide that that serpent could not find me? But life is sweet, and I pondered long upon the cun- and I pondered long upon a cunning plan to protect myself. Then, repairing to the seashore, I selected some pieces of wood from the raft and took them to a dry place. Towards the evening, when I had eaten of the fruits of the island and drunk of its streams, I bound a long piece of wood crosswise upon the soles of my feet, and another crosswise upon my head. I secured a wide flat piece on my right side, another on my left side, and another on the front of my body, and there, having thrust my arms under the side pieces, I lay encased. And as the evening wore on, the serpent saw me, and drew near, but it could not swallow me because of the pieces of wood. All through the night it tried to come at me, attempting in all ways to effect its purpose, but in every way it failed, while I lay like a dead man, gazing in speechless horror at the terrible creature. And it ceased not in its efforts to engulf me until morning broke, when it went its way consumed with rage and vexation. Then I freed myself from the pieces of wood and arose, trembling in every limb, but thanking God for my deliverance, for, look you, I was sorely tried by what I had endured from that serpent. 
Not many hours later, I had the good fortune to espy a ship far out on the sea, and as if it was making to pass the headland of the island somewhat closely, I ran with all speed and established myself on the furthest point. There I waved and unfolded my turban to attract the notice of those on the vessel. At last they saw me and came and took me on board. They listened to my story with great astonishment and congratulated me on my escape. Then they gave me some clean raiment and set food and drink before me, so that I was revived and comforted. And, as we proceeded on our way, I was emboldened to look back on all that I had suffered as nothing more than a terrible dream. In the course of our journey, we came to an island where the sandalwood grows, and here I landed with the other merchants. But they had goods to sell, while I, alas, had none. Then, strange to relate, the same kind of providence that had befriended me on my first voyage was at my service once more, and in the same guise. The master of the ship, seeing me without merchandise, came to me, and, taking compassion upon my poor condition, told me of some goods in the hold which belonged to a man whom they had lost during the voyage. He offered me these goods to sell upon the island so that, when an account had been rendered to the owner's family in Baghdad, there would be some recompense for my trouble and service. I thanked him gladly for this, and he ordered the goods to be brought up and landed on the island. And lo, when I saw the bales, I knew them, and showed how they were marked with the name of Sinbad the Sailor. Then, seeing as they were perplexed, I shouted in my excitement, Dost thou not hear me? I am Sinbad the Sailor. These are my goods. While some believed me and others doubted, I related my story from the time that I had wakened upon the island to find myself alone, and, when I mentioned the Valley of Diamonds, a merchant came forward and confirmed my words, for it was he who had slaughtered the beast had helped me to safety. Hear me, ye doubters, he said. When I related this very thing to you, you believed me not. But see, this is the man I spoke of, and now you have it, independently from his own mouth. Learn from this, O oh my brothers. Never while living doubt a true tale because it is marvellous. Then the master asked me what was the distinguishing mark of my goods. I replied that it was such and such a mark, and I also called to his mind some of the conversations between him and me before the ship left El Basra. He was then convinced that I was Sinbad the sailor, and he congratulated me and embraced me, saying that my story was most extraordinary. The remainder of this, my third voyage, was occupied in buying and selling among the islands on the way to El Basra. Whence, in good time, laden with wealth and rich merchandise, I proceeded to Baghdad to dwell in peace again, surrounded by my family and friends. Here for a season, charmed with every delight, I forgot the perils and horrors that I had endured. But the longing for travel and adventure found me out again, impelling me to undertake a fourth voyage. And the events of this, more marvellous than those of the preceding voyages, oh, Sinbad the Landsman, I will narrate to you tomorrow. You have been listening to Empat Studios' presentation of the Myths from Around the World, a special Dog Days of Podcasting contribution. Sound clips are from GarageBand and can be found in their samples library. The stories that we have shared can be found at gutenberg.org. We can be found on Facebook on the Masterpiece Audio Theatre page, on nimlast.org, or you can email us at j at 
This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 unported license. Thanks for joining us. There we were seized by the apes and set on land. After which... After which... Hmm... <laughs>